and welcome to Ion Oakland. I'm Chuck Moss, your host, and we're talking to one of our favorite guests, Michael Shostak, Bloomfield Township trustee. Welcome to the show. Hi, Chuck. Good to be with you today. Good to see you. So it's uh, it's obviously shirt with no tie. I guess that's the that's a new uniform. Here's my question: What's going on with Bloomfield Township? Uh, a lot of things are going on with Bloomfield Township that uh, I think we can talk about. We had a, a big issue with MDOT and. Uh, I-75. We just finished our budget process. We just finished uh, our water and sewer rate uh, process. Um, We uh, have some money from ARPA, the American uh, uh, Relief uh, Act um, that uh, came out because of the COVID. Uh, So a lot of lot of lot of interesting things um, and uh, happy to discuss any of them. Um, Okay, well, let's let's uh lead off with I-75 and uh, Square Lake. I'm someone who uses that area all the time. Uh, whether, you know, I go, sometimes I go south to Adams Road to my house. Uh, sometimes I go into Woodward or get off at Optike. What's going on with that? So MDOT decided that uh, that interchange, the Square Lake, Updike uh, interchange of going out to I-75, what they call the Business Loop 75, uh, that that's going to be slated for reconstruction uh, here in the next couple of years. And as part of that process, MDOT, in, you know, in their wisdom, decided that there's an additional entrance ramp off of Square Lake Road just west of Updike um, that they wanted to completely remove. And so that the only way you'd be able to get onto I-75 is from the business loop, which is back where Woodward is. So you'd, you'd have to go back to Woodward, essentially, to turn around and get onto I-75 that way. And... We in the township, uh, led by our supervisor, Danny Walsh, as well as the rest of our board, uh, complained to MDOT and told them that they were being very short-sighted in removing that interchange that would force a lot of drivers to have to go uh, completely out of their way back to Square Lake if they're coming from Updike or Troy or anything like that, um, as well as the people who live in that uh, Hugh Hills community. Uh, and so um, we, we convinced MDOT, you know, as part of their process, that they, they, they should have a town hall. Uh, and let residents come and speak about it. And we had a town hall a few weeks ago. And uh, suffice it to say that MDOT was completely overwhelmed with the feedback that they got um, in a negative way, of course, about the about their uh, proposed plan. And uh, it basically uh, caused them to reconsider the whole thing. And they are currently back at the drawing board, deciding how they want to re, uh, re- repurpose that uh uh, that ramp um, and potentially keep it uh, in place. But I think what was important is that, you know, residents of the township uh, and, and nearby areas, Troy and, and Auburn Hills, uh, were, were very upset about that, the removal of that uh, entrance ramp. And, uh, you know, in the end, uh, we, it looks like we got MDOT to uh, agree that they needed to keep it. Well, I've been to some MDOT town halls that have been like been like lynch mobs back in the days of Gloria Jeff, you know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Now, Ellen was famous, but the bottom line is that, uh, okay, so let me try to understand this, okay? Uh, If they eliminate Square Lake, the Opdyke, basically Opdyke, Square Lake, and I-75, then the only places you're going to get be able to get on are Woodward Avenue and Adams Road. Right. And so, uh, and they're... Correct me if I'm wrong. Square Lake Road doesn't really go through to Woodward anymore. I mean, without going through neighborhoods and down to Long Lake and all that, if you live there, and I basically do. So what were they trying to accomplish? I, I mean, they said that they wanted that they wanted to um, 
enlarge the ramps. And the way that they are designing the business loop ramp required them to add a lane. And then there wouldn't be enough room, according to their, as I understand it, uh, from that from that existing ramp to get onto the new design business loop 75, there wouldn't be enough merge space or merge room, you know, uh, so that it would, it would be too small of a merge. And then that could potentially lead to problems with traffic cars hitting each other, uh, you know, trying to merge. They have a, a certain uh, metric that they use for how long the merge lane should be uh, when you when you have two two uh, lanes like that coming together. Um, and so they said, well, well, let's just eliminate that ramp and make everybody go either to Woodward or like you said, go up Adams uh, and catch it up a, a little further up. Uh, and so. Um, and it's not like, it's not like, uh, you know, I know South of uh, South of the freeway, it's all residential. I mean, it's yeah. really very residential yep. North of the freeway. It's uh, well, former industrial. You've got the Marriott. You've got all the hotels. You've got a lot of, uh, and then it keeps getting. It's like it's like a a big wide river going that way. And uh, I just, uh, you know, they decided just to bag it. And I don't even know how you easily get from say Opdyke over to Woodward, uh, except going down Long Lake, which is not set up for a ton of traffic. Yeah. Um, not to mention the railroad bridge. Now, you know, you take Adams Road South, you go you go near my house and that's yeah. where there's more traffic coming yeah. in down from Birmingham. Nonsense. Well, I'm glad that they saw reason. Uh, I know that they're looking at weird things on wood. Um, uh, other MDOT is just sort of off the wall is that um, M1 goes through Bloomfield Township. And once it goes north of Birmingham, it turns into quite quite a, a highway. But mm -hmm. south of, they, they're talking about road diets and Ferndale. Mm -hmm. I, good luck with that. I don't know. Yeah. Are, are you looking at anything like that? Please tell me you're not. No, we haven't. We haven't heard anything. You know, as a township, uh, we don't we don't own or have any uh, dominion over the roads. Um, it's either the county or MDOT for the for the larger uh, trunks. And so, you know, we get some, you know, we get notified when there's things under consideration or, or plans um, that, you know, that they're going to do, like when, when they were going to move forward with this I-75 uh, ramp reconstruction, you know, and they asked us for feedback. We gave them feedback that the, that, the, that it was, it was, you know, getting rid of that uh, entrance ramp was going to be problematic. Um, they chose to move forward anyway. They went to the town hall and they got, you know, they got uh, beaten back pretty hard. Um, we're not aware of any other you know, major MDOT construction projects in the township right now. Um, you know, we have a project on um, Long Lake Road, uh, just east of Franklin, um, kind of near Kirk in the Hills. Uh, we're going to do a, a resurfacing of that uh, area sometime this summer. Um, the, you know, the county does the actual work or they, they, they let the contract, uh, you know, to do that work. But we had a, we had a major sewer uh, repair project that we did there uh, last fall. And, um, so right now the road's a little bumpy. We're, we're just waiting for, you know, to, to get into the queue for the contractors to come and resurface that area. But other than that, we, we don't have a lot of uh, road construction. Well, that's good to know because I use that. I use that a bit. And so yeah. they're going to, it's going to be closed, uh, long Lake basically around the Kirk for how long? Uh, I don't know how long it's going to be. I think, you know, maybe a few weeks, um, you know, just like it was closed last fall for the actual construction of the sewer, uh, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll let everyone know and give them notice and then, you know, it'll be, it'll be closed again for, you know, a short period of time.
Well, I do know that, um, you know, it, the uh, Michigan's entire economy depends on us rebuilding Telegraph every three to four years somewhere. So, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, we haven't heard anything about Telegraph that I'm aware Good. of. Well, speaking of Telegraph, that's a real hot area up north, by the way. You've, you mm. know, that is really Bloom. I guess Bloomfield Park is finally getting built out in a reasonable fashion. Uh, is that is that is that township now? I mean, I forget where the line was drawn during the 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 controversy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, most of that area where Bloomfield Park is uh, was annexed into Pontiac. We still have, if you if you look at this to the south of the of the the southernmost tip of the project, there's a little strip center there that's still technically in the township, uh, but the rest of the Bloomfield Park area was. Um, annexed into Pontiac, we do have an agreement under Act 425 where we can take a, a three mills in property taxes on that area. Um, uh, and so uh, we do collect that. Um, but yes, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty well built out already. You got the Menards, you got a couple of uh, strips in there. Uh, you've got the hotel, uh, you've got the Planet Fitness, um, and then, and then to, to the back of it, um, closer to, um, Franklin road, you've got the, um, uh, residential component multifamily. Uh, but yes, it's, it's really comes together really nicely. Uh, it's a good area. We have, you know, very little problem, uh, with anything going on there. And, um, so, you know, we're, we're obviously very pleased how that turned out. Um, well, thank you for also that. have the, the beating heart of the Birmingham Bloomfield community, which is the Costco at Square Lake. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, you see everybody there. I, yeah. you know, I get everybody, you go, everybody there. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. you know? So uh, now you guys just did a budget, uh, you yep. know, and uh, believe me, uh, compared to the fe the federal government should be taking lessons from you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we uh, we uh, we completed our budget process back in March. And, um, you know, we have, once again have a balanced budget like we do every year um, uh, with some cushion room uh, built in for anything unexpected. Um, this is the first year, you know, we, we passed back in uh, 2021, we passed a millage um, renewal and increase for public safety. Uh, we're very pleased that the community, um, you know, continued to show faith in us and, and and grant us that that millage increase, and we're going to be using that for police and fire. Uh, we're we're slated to hire four or five new police officers uh, and three or four new firefighters uh, and EMTs, um, and that'll give us some you know uh, some flexibility around our uh, planning and and scheduling of our our public safety officials. Um, and so that's that's going into effect this year, um, and we're real excited about that. We we've been operating for the last five to 10 years, you know, sort of one shift down uh, in each police and fire. And that's led to some overtime, that's led to some burnout. So uh, getting these additional, um, uh, this additional headcount will be uh, really, really beneficial for our uh, public safety services. Well, you're still at what, AAA rated, uh, bond rated community? Yes, we are a AAA bond rated community, one of the few in the state of Michigan, um, you know, your stopping grounds, Birmingham is another one, um, but we are, we are a triple A rated community. Um, and we, you know, we have the lowest borrowing costs, uh, which helps our residents because when we do, let's say a special assessment district for a road reconstruction project, 
uh, or a sewer project, um, we can borrow at uh, really, you know, attractive uh, rates, uh, and we pass that on to our residents um, when they uh, when they do one of those special assessment districts. Well, I know uh, Brooks Patterson. Uh, I think he had it tattooed on his wrist here. Whatever, hi, I'm Brooks, AAA bond rating community. Yeah, and uh, so and uh, you know back you know, back in those days, of course, that was that was probably one of the chief uh, chief boasts of the Patterson administration. We're going to run out of time real quick, but uh, spending the ARPA federal buckos, spending now while it's still worth something. Yeah. Uh, so under the American Recovery Plan Act, uh, ARPA, uh, that you know, they, uh, several uh, uh, millions of dollars went to um, local communities to uh, help recover from the extra spending and the extra strain during the COVID pandemic. Uh, as a township, we did not get as much as cities get, um, but we we did get a little over $4 million in uh, ARPA funds. Uh, we have uh, received those funds. We've just been you know letting them collect interest right now. Uh, we went through a process uh, internally. We, you know, brainstormed various projects that we could use uh, those funds for. And uh, we sought uh, public uh, opinion. We did a survey of our community um, and have been posting about public hearings that we've held. We've had two public hearings uh, about it, two town halls, I should say. They're not official public hearings, just town halls. And, um, you know, in the end, we, we, we have until the end of 24 to obligate those funds and then the end of 2026 to actually spend and disperse those funds. Uh, otherwise, the feds can come and claw it back. But uh, we, we, we had uh, just a couple meetings ago where we went through all of the things that we've identified from... Uh, a new, you know, ladder truck for the fire department um, that cost about one point seven million dollars, um, and uh, we are getting some new technology uh, for our, uh, for our offices. So we're getting, you know, new high tech phones, uh, document retention system. Uh, we're putting in some additional disaster recovery and continuity of government um, things that, you know, things that like that that are very important. Those are all great things. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll tell you what, we're going to have to take a break here and sure. uh, come right back. We'll we'll come back into this and maybe a couple more questions from the ARPA money. We're talking with Michael Shostak, Bloomfield Township trustee. I'm Chuck Moss. Don't go away. We'll be right back here on Eye on Oakland. Welcome back to Ion Oakland. I'm Chuck Moss, your host, and we have a great guest, Michael Shostak, Bloomfield Township trustee. And we were just talking about the uh, township and its budget. Uh, they were all the things they're spending the ARPA money on. And, uh, you know, I said, spend it while it's uh, still worth something. And so I'm going to ask is, uh, we obviously are in now an inflationary period. You can't deny it. Uh, is that cost rising, putting pressure on your budget, having effects on it? Well, so it's interesting. Um, we actually um, are not so disadvantaged because of inflation. Um, as you may recall, several years ago, our workforce uh, unionized. And so we negotiated six-year labor agreements. Um, and, and in those labor agreements, we locked in what the escalations were going to be each year. 
And so we're at about between some years are 2%, some years are 3%. So, uh, you know, obviously people are our largest uh, budget item. Um, and so we, we were able to cap those um, for the next, uh, we're now three years into the contract. So it'll be three more years. Um, so that, that helps us weather this inflationary period, obviously um, construction projects, everything, everything uh, related to, um, you know, gas and, and, construction, sewer projects, things like that. That's all gone up significantly. Healthcare has gone up significantly. We we are self-insured. And so uh, we think we've managed to to contain costs as best we can, but obviously we are susceptible to cost increases there. Um, and, you know, on the flip side, on the revenue side, um, you know, under uh, Michigan's Prop A and Headley, um, you know, taxable values on people's uh, homes um, and, and businesses, I guess, um, they, uh, they go up by the lesser of 5% or the rate of inflation. So for the last, you know, umpteen years, uh, we've seen taxable values rise by 1%, less than 1%, 1.5%, something like that. Uh, and now because of the, the inflationary environment that we're in, uh, the taxable values are going to go up um, uh, by um, uh, 5%. Because yeah, the, by the full five. Yeah, the yeah. full five, because inflation yeah. is. And so, you know, I... You know, as we sat down to work on our budget, I said, you know, uh, people are going to get hit with a much larger tax bill this year, um, even though we're not increasing rates. You know, it's just that their taxable values are going up. Um, and so uh, I, I want us to, you know, to think about that. And, and next year, when we go through our budgeting process again, reevaluate, you know, what we can do to to, to cut some costs and, and and try to alleviate that for for folks, because I think it's very likely that next year, we could see another 5% increase. You know, right now inflation is, you know, abating a little bit, but it's not, you know, it, 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 I don't know that it's going to drop too much below 5%. So I think we're going to, you know, people's taxable values are still going to go up. And of course, you know, we have a lot of new construction going on in the township right now. So, you know, homes that, you know, were worth 300,000, they're building and, you know, they're worth 900,000. And so um, we're seeing, you know, a big increase from that as well. And so, um, you know, we've been, uh, uh, you know, using our resources to pay down debt. Um, we have some uh, pension debt as well as some OPEB, you know, the other post-employment benefits, the healthcare, retiree healthcare. We've been paying down that debt um, with, with some of our funds. And so we're being more prudent um, so that over the course of the next decade, we're going to find ourselves in an even stronger financial position. Uh, than we were just a few years ago. And so we still have that AAA bond rating, as you mentioned. And so, you know, our, our debt is is fully within our control, um, but we are, you know, spending uh, a fair amount of money paying down debt uh, as well. Well, that's a good, th it's, now's the time to do it and to use that money for that is, is a, a good, uh, good thing. Now, I have a, th a question, this has uh, kind of been a bugaboo of mine is that since COVID and the work from home, there's been a lot of concern about office space and office mm -hmm. space vacancies. Uh, like Birmingham, Bloomfield Township has a lot of office. Are you seeing any, um, you know, vacancies? Just saw this morning about San Francisco and New York. Now, granted, they have crime and shall we say quality of life is a euphemism for the crime, but yep. uh, uh, township doesn't have that. But are you seeing vacancy issues with the office uh, nothing that we have, uh, you know, that has been brought to our attention. Nobody's tried to repurpose an office building or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I can't speak to what the vacancy rates are 
um, in some of our office. You know, we've got some office buildings um, up and down Woodward uh, and some on Telegraph. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I can't speak to what that is, but no one's no one's come to us and said, hey, we need, you know, we need some recovery on our taxes or we, we want to repurpose this building. Uh, nothing like that. Um, you know, office is not a huge component of our of our uh, footprint. You know, we're about 94 percent um, uh, residential. So, um, you know, between the retail and the and, and a slight industrial up, up off of Franklin Road uh, and then the office, you know, that that rounds it out. But no, we haven't seen any uh, any major impacts. You've got industrial on Franklin Road. Where? North of Square Lake. Oh, oh, yeah. OK. Right. Be right behind the Costco. That's right. OK. Like the Detroit Skating Club. You know, it's nothing, nothing major. I mean, we don't have any, you know, we don't have a auto plant or anything. I was going like to say, that. you got a foundry no. there? I didn't think so. No, 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 no light yeah. industrial. Light industrial. Okay. Yeah. I just, now, now you're right. Okay. Um, it's amazing. You drive by these things every day and you forget. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, speaking, we were talking uh, various into, into infrastructure, water and sewer. What's going on with that? So we just completed our water and sewer rate setting process um, just a few weeks ago. And for the last couple of years, we've we've been going through a process change as to how we make the rates with water and sewer. And, you know, I think there's been some noise uh, lately about um, some of the, some of the processes and, and how we've changed it. Um, the way we set the rates now is we have a fixed component and a variable component. Uh, the variable component is based on your consumption. Um, and the fixed uh, component is allocated based on the size of your service line and your meter. Those with larger service lines and larger meters, they can get a much stronger flow. Uh, we charge them uh, a little bit more uh, than somebody who's got a smaller meter, let's say a five eighths inch or a three quarter inch versus a one or one and a half inch pipe. Um, and of course, we we have you know some of our users that go up to six inches. You know, think of the uh, Lifetime Gym or the uh, Costco. Um, right. But uh, you know, we we have a difficult you know difficult time. You know, we we want to pass on those costs. Of course, we don't try to make any money. It's even though it's called an enterprise fund, we don't actually try to make money. Um, but we have to allocate our costs. And unfortunately, what people don't realize is that you know more than eighty percent of our water and sewer budget are fixed costs. It's fixed costs for the Water Resources Commissioner for our sewage treatment. It's fixed costs from the Great Lakes Water Authority for most of our water, um, our, our you know infrastructure within the township. You know we've got um, you know uh, repairs, all of our labor costs for you know employees of the water and sewer system. So the vast majority of it is fixed. Now that does not give us the ability to charge variable rates to our customers because we'd have to you know, basically make a guess, an estimate as to how much we would sell to figure out the rate. And if we did not calculate that number correctly, if we overestimated how much water we would sell and we don't re recoup that revenue, then we're not going to be able to cover the costs of the system and the, the money that we have to pay out. So that forces us to, you know, and, and several other communities, many other communities, in fact, uh, to have to have a fixed component to the bill um, and how that fixed component gets allocated, we decided two years ago to switch to the meter size and pipe size um, methodology, which is the one recommended by the American Water Works Association. Uh, so some folks that have, you know, larger pipe sizes, uh, you know, are, are not so happy because they're paying a little bit larger. 
Um, now that's typically your bigger houses, people that need bigger service in their house to maintain pressure. Um, and so, you know, um, that, that has been, you know, some of the, some of the, you know, um, feedback that we've received, but we'd like to get to the point where we can charge fully on consumption. Um, and we're in, we're putting in new smart meters, uh, to help us get data. Um, and we're looking at all, you know, strategies to be able to, uh, cover our costs and, you know, potentially become a member uh, of the South Oakland County Water Authority, which is SACWA, which is, they are in fact a customer of GLEWA, the Great Lakes Water Authority, which used to be the Detroit Water and Sewer Department. Um, and so we would need to install some, you know, some storage capabilities. We're looking into that. Uh, we're looking into, you know, what we would need to pay to become a member, uh, which could bring down our cost structure as well. So that's, well, that's, that's the story. Uh, while, we're on the, while we're on the subject of GLIWA, Great Lakes Water Authority, which replaced the old corrupt Detroit Water and Sewer during the, out of the bankruptcy, yeah. uh, how, you know, uh, first of all, Highland Park has been, you know, they've been basically getting it for free because they won't pay their bills. Uh, any idea on, has there been any resolution on that? When I was at the county, we tried to at least get a resolution through, which we did, and Highland Park just, you know, said, you know, so that's it. Uh, any rebates or anything for the way we've been subsidizing Highland Park? Yeah, I think I think um, the South Oakland County Water Authority um, has basically said we're not going to pay for their portion uh, of the bill because I think it was levied as a separate assessment on those communities that you know that are customers of Gliwa. Um, but I also know that you know Highland Park has you know uh, lo lobbied vociferously. Uh, to the state of Michigan and, and Governor uh, Whitmer um, to get some relief uh, because they just can't, it would, it would bankrupt them and it would force them into bankruptcy. Uh, they just, they can't pay it at this point. It's gotten, the bill's gotten so large. And I, I do believe that um, there has been some discussion in the legislature in Lansing to allocate some amount of money uh, to go to GLIWA uh, to help cover that debt. Well, they're going to have to go bankrupt her financial manager or something. I mean, it. Yep. I mean, you know, the city, God bless them. There, it's kind of, it's kind of a bad, it's kind of a bad zone. I don't know if they have any productive capacity left to it. Yeah. Well, it was what was frustrating for a lot of communities in Oakland and Macomb and Western Wayne County uh, is that Highland Park was charging its residents for their water usage and then just not paying Gliwa. Yeah, they were collecting the revenue and not paying the the expenses. And so, um, you know, that was that was kind of frustrating. It's not like they've been giving free water, um, you know, no, they, although they when I was, uh, you know, once again, up until the end of last year, I was a county commissioner and we brought I actually I was my resolution to uh, call upon Highland Park to either pay its money or us not to pay them. And uh, oh, yeah, oh my God, they were crying. Oh, it's not their fault. We've been they are technically they're bankrupt. If they were a you know community, they, or if they were a business, they'd be in receivership long ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know where they go. I, I I don't see the legislature wanting to tax people in you know Ontonagon and Flint and Grand Rapids and you know wherever else Traverse City to pay Highland Park. Uh, good luck with that. Yeah. Um, real quick, we're going to run out of time. But what else? What else you got going on your plate? Um. You know. Um. I uh, completed my term as uh, administrative vice chair of the Michigan Republican Party, uh, and that was a very interesting learning process. Um, and so, um, 
you know, I stepped out. I didn't, I didn't seek reelection. Uh, as you know, there's been some, some, uh, uh, changes up at the, uh, uh yeah, well, I could tell me that's a whole other subject. Yeah. That's a whole other story, but no, I mean, um, you know, we're, uh, you know, the township is, is moving right along. Um, you know, we talked about the ARPA funds that, that that's been in, you know, a, a process that we've been working on. Um, and um, uh, it seems like the township's out of the news right now. When, when Birmingham is quiet, the township is in the news. When township is quiet, Birmingham is in the news. From some yeah. Well, actually, I mean, we, we, we actually, uh, we, we look at it as when, we're not in the news, but the school district is in the in the news. So people still think it's us. So, I mean, I get people come up to me and say, oh, what are you going to do about the school district? I don't have any jurisdiction over the school district. No, no. The I, school district has a school board that's elected by the by the people. And they're, you know, they operate as a completely independent governmental entity. And so, uh, you know, we don't have any say or control. And, and you know, we collect yeah. them. We collect their taxes. That's, that's, a, that's about the, you know, the extent of it. I um, know that is, you know, that 